0: Welcome to Playmakers, everyone. I'm your host, Haley Elwood. It is week 14. The Los Angeles Chargers are back in primetime. Sunday night football, big matchup against the Miami Dolphins. So joining me to talk about this matchup, talk about these quarterbacks, talk about this opponent is speak on FS1's Joy Taylor. Joy, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So look, you guys have a hot show. I don't think anyone talks about the Dolphins and the Chargers more than (laughs) speak than your very own show. But when this game got flexed a couple weeks ago, what were your overall impressions of moving this game to prime time and just where these teams are at this point in the season?
1: I mean, I think it was an easy choice. You've got two of the hottest young quarterbacks in the league who are playing some really good football right now and you know they need to build these matchups as what they are which is prime time i mean we get to see joe burrow and patrick mahomes and patrick mahomes and josh allen and you know tua and herbert are going to be the future of their franchises and in the same draft class so they should be in prime time and you know it's obviously great that they're in a competitive playoff push so the game really matters and why not? So I wasn't really surprised that it got flexed. I'm, I'm kind of glad it got flexed, honestly, also, because I'm going and I'd prefer to go to the night game selfishly because I got to watch all the other games. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was the right
0: choice. You mentioned big playoff implications, obviously, on the line in this one as the Los Angeles Chargers are sort of right now where it stands on the outside looking in. The Dolphins, if it starts today, they're in. Which team is this game bigger for?
1: Well... I don't want to show my bias here, but I do think it is bigger for, for the Dolphins, just m- mostly because of how it went last week for them. Yeah, Obviously, the Chargers lost as well, but the Dolphins got beat down. I mean, it was bad, bad, bad. And it was sort of that game that everyone was kind of waiting for to, to pounce on the Dolphins. Like, see, they're not really good. And look, you know, you, there's nothing you can really say outside of the first play of that game to defend yourself if you're the Dolphins. I mean, sometimes you just have those weeks. So to me, it's going to be very important. You don't want to lose two games in a row, obviously, in this situation. And obviously, neither to do the Chargers. But, you know, they're trying to, to stay atop of the AFC East, get right after a really, really bad loss. Um, and, you know, you're on the road. So it, w- it would be a really... It would be an important win confidence-wise, I think, for the Dolphins, um, and and especially a bounce back after the way it went last week with the Niners.
0: Yeah, I think from the Chargers' perspective, you look at their next two games, obviously this week against Miami, next week against Tennessee – to me, this is the game. If you're the Chargers, it's essentially a must win. Just given the AFC wildcard race at this point, the Titans are going to win their division. Bearing something insane probably happens. But I think it's kind of a, this is kind of what you want though in week 14, right? Like you mentioned it, you move it to prime time. This is what you're looking for when starts, when stuff starts getting just real tight at this point at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, it certainly is equally as an important game for the Chargers as it is for the Dolphins. I'm just speaking from yeah. my own little bias perspective. But, yeah, I mean, if you're the Chargers, you definitely want to get this game. You're also coming off of a loss last week. And the Titans, are, while, you know, I don't really trust them in the postseason, and they've had some, up, you know, weird ups yep. and downs this year as well, as most teams in the, in the NFL this year, um, they are certainly a team that will beat you. So, uh, yes, like it's, it's very critical for both of these teams to get a win. I think that's why it's going to be such an exciting matchup. And the way that this whole season has gone for basically everyone outside of the Eagles, it's it's been really fun. Like there's a lot of parity mm-hmm. around the league this year. It really feels like even as well as the Eagles have played that everyone is vulnerable. In some mm-hmm. way, and that that makes it really exciting as we're heading into the the last part of the season and into the postseason.
0: It's a great way of putting it. All right, let's talk about these quarterbacks for a second. As I said, a lot of chatter, a lot of chatter about them. <laughs> um, they've met once before in 2020. They're kind of going to always be linked at this point, five and six. Sometimes, you know, you think, eh, why do we have to compare? Like, can't we just enjoy them for who they are and and what they do? But you know. The media is the media at this point. But from your perspective, depending on maybe who wins or loses this game, is that going to change your opinion on either guy?
1: No, I I don't. Look, I I know what I am, you know, but I do try to keep a macro perspective on these type of things. It's very hard, especially in the regular season, for me to say one game is going to, you know, affect – the trajectory of someone's career, or I'm going to think less of them as a player off of one regular season game. I mean, two is not as bad as he was last week. No one is as worse as their, you know, as bad as their worst game or as great as their greatest game, unless you're Tom Brady. So, you know, I can't. I'm not going to react like that to it. I mean, I think this is, like you said, they're going to be built together and linked together for their whole careers. And this is another chapter in what will be an exciting story between Justin Herbert and Tua and Joe Burrow and you know Jalen Hurts and like mm-hmm. you're linked with your draft classes and measured as such you know you're measured against your peers which you know for all the chaos of the media I think is fair you know it's a it's a competitive yeah. business it's a results business and as fans that's what we do so um, wh- however what really I I will think more of each of these teams as far as what I think they're capable of in the playoffs mm-hmm. after this game, no matter what the outcome is, because it is such an important game for both of these organizations and both of these quarterbacks. But no, it, it, one game is not going to make me think less of either one of them.
0: I think that's a totally fair assessment. All right, let's dive into this opponent a little bit because you know the Dolphins so very well. What sets this year's team apart?
1: Oh, I think it's Mike McDaniel. I mean, obviously, Tua has stepped up in a massive way, but it's very obvious that the presence of Mike McDaniel with the organization and particularly with Tua has changed life in Miami. Uh, I, you know, will be very transparent. I was very skeptical about how all this was going to go. I had reached my worn down point with the Dolphins <laughs> um, after the whole Brian Flores thing, and it was just yeah. like, it's always something. And,. Mike McDaniel has come in as his authentic self and but has been able to tap in with Tua and fix the broken parts of that situation. And on, on a bigger scale with the organization as a whole, he's really stabilized it. And, you know, the Chargers and in, in Miami sort of have some things in common when it comes to that, just like disappointing seasons and, and you know, kind of really inexplicable uh meltdowns despite the talent and it you know it gets exhausting for for fans and for players who are who are in the locker room to just you know have pieces around never be able to really get it done so to me Mike McDaniel is is coach of the year he's done an unbelievable job there and he he might not ever get the credit nationally that he deserves because uh, everyone doesn't really you know pay attention to how dysfunctional it's been the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game in 22 years yeah and you know so you, you can't let the brands outshine reality and that's what it is so you know the, he's been he's been unbelievable and obviously the addition of of the talent um this year has been a massive massive thing i mean bringing in a guy like Tyreek Hill having a weapon like that changes life for any quarterback mm-hmm. obviously but when you have a guy like Tua who you know can really take advantage with accuracy um to get the ball to a guy like that that's just gonna it's just gonna change everything and open everything up. So overall I think it's a it's a more talented team on both sides of the ball. They've been very aggressive about adding talent, but they also have a guy in Mike McDaniel who's been able to get the most out of that talent. And that's important. You know, we kind of gloss over coaching and devalue it sometimes, but you know, having a guy that understands his vision and is able to to adjust it for the talent that he has is really important. So it's it is definitely a different time in Miami than it has been for a long time.
0: Well, and I think when you look at the career trajectory that Tua has had in the NFL so far, it has not been easy. It has not been a walk in the park. He's dealt with a lot, specifically, you know, a lot of trade rumors and quarterback discussions last year even. But we're seeing a different guy this year. And does it come down to really sort of just the influence and buy-in that Mike McDaniel has had on him or how else has he maybe just Risen to the occasion this year.
1: I think it's a combination of things. I think it's Mike McDaniel. I think it's Tyreek Hill, and I think it's Tua buying into that. You know, I mm-hmm. I said this on the show a few weeks ago. We were talking about that viral moment where Tua uh, said, you know, he was looking himself in the mirror and saying, "Do I suck?" Last year, and I think that kind of resonated with everyone. We've all had a moment where we're kind of beat down, and yeah. you know, we feel like, damn, like am I really supposed to be here? Like, it's, am I good enough? And it's hard to let go of that anxiety of that experience and allow someone to build you up. And obviously, you know, you can metaphorically apply that to a lot of things in life, but particularly with work as well, because this is what you have poured your whole passion and life and body into, you know, your bled, and the I mean, The man broke his hip. I'm not going, I had one ACL injury from the women's soccer league. I haven't, I haven't sniffed a field since it was like 10 years ago. I mean, to, to that's, that's horrifying. I can't, so like I I like tweak something and I'm, I'm scared of how I'm going to recover. So to be able to pour yourself into something as violent and uh, physically draining and emotionally and mentally and spiritually draining as football can be, and to be that low and then to have someone come in and trust them, I think is a very big thing. It's it's, you know, it's not sexy to discuss. Right. <laughs> but it I means think, a too, lot. Does, yeah, I think, too, it deserves credit for that. Like, mm-hmm. y- yes, you can have the right person come into your life in Mike McDaniel. You can have people around you that can build you up and and help you in Tyree Kill. But you have to take the step to trust the process and all of that. So I think it's just, I think it's a combination of, of all of those things. But I, I have to give the bulk of the credit to Tua because he has been through a lot and he's dealt with, you know, the, the organization drafting him and then never really buying into him, which was always so frustrating to me. I did not understand it. Like, I didn't know if Tua was going to be a franchise quarterback or not, but you, 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 you bench him for Ryan Fitzpatrick. You spent the whole year last year talking about Deshaun Watson. Then we find out that the owner is trying to get Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, uh, of course you'd have trust issues. How yeah. could you not?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like you said, though. It's amazing to have sort of the mental fortitude to just be like, all right, new staff, we're buying in, we're going for it. And he's certainly shown that this year. And like you mentioned it, and we'll talk about him right now. Some of the Chargers know very well, Tyreek Hill, not in Kansas City anymore, doesn't seem to matter, making a huge impact now in Miami. Million dollar question, how do you contain him and Jalen Waddell? Uh, yeah, I I think that's not the right answer.
1: Honestly, I think it's less about containing them and more about getting to Tua. Mm. It's you're not really going to be able to contain a guy like Tyreek Hill. And I mean, they're just too fast. Like it's the fat it's the fastest wide receiving core in the league. So uh, no matter how good you are, you're going to have problems with it. So to me, the best way to do that would be to make things difficult for Tua. Because if Tua can't get the ball out, then it doesn't matter how fast they are. It's not it's not getting there. And I think you saw that last week in that, you know, San Francisco pass rush that defense just Nick made Bosa, it.
0: essentially. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: I, it's what it is. Like they're just unbelievable. Um when you can make things difficult for Tua before he can get the ball out, then it doesn't matter how fast they are. So to me that's that's the key to really slowing them down is Tua yeah. being uh rattled or you know, off his rhythm because he is a rhythm quarterback. So if you have a mm-hmm. disruptive defense, then that's that's the way to do it because you're not, you know, <laughs> you're not going to be able to contain those guys on the outside.
0: Yeah. Like you mentioned, just unsane, unreal speed that we haven't seen really on any other team in the NFL this season. No one can duplicate that, what they got going on. But, all right, flipping to the Dolphins defense, uh, another guy the Chargers will see this year, someone fam- they were familiar with, Bradley Chubb, seen them for a second time after he came to uh, to SoFi with Denver before he was traded. Melvin Ingram makes a return to SoFi Stadium. He's been playing really well for the Dolphins. What is the strength of this Miami defense?
1: Well, I think it's those guys. Uh, you also have Jalen Phillips. I mean the pass the pass rush for the Dolphins. I think is really what's going to get it done. They've been able to get to the quarterback a lot. I think they've had nine sacks in the last two games. So if you can if you can contain those guys, good luck. But that's that's really the strength of, of this defense to me is, is the pass rush and, and being able to to make plays like that and, and give the offense another opportunity. So I'm, I'm hoping to see a lot of that <laughs> this <laughs> weekend. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the Dolphins have dealt with a lot of injuries throughout the season, as everyone has. Yeah. Obviously, i have been talking to the Chargers, so uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know outside of the Chargers, is uh, Maybe the Ravens ha- have a good case, but yeah, I think the Chargers are probably the most injured team this season, but uh, everyone's dealt with it and it's made a difference. But to me, the, the, the pass rush is the strength of the Dolphins.
0: All right, final question for you. What do you think is going to be a factor in how this game plays out?
1: I think it's going to be, I think it's going to start early. I, I, I'm really interested in how the game begins, how Tua looks coming off of uh, that, that performance last week. Um, I'm expecting them to be to really on time and really scripted, and and like I said, I think it's going to depend on the Miami Dolphins defense being able to make things difficult for Justin Herbert. I mean, we know the talent that that Justin is, so if you can make a couple big plays and give to us some more opportunities, I think that's going to be the key of it all. Honestly, I, I mean, I'm obviously picking the Dolphins, but. Uh I'm, I'm really looking forward to a really great matchup. I think it's going to be down to the wire. I, I, you know, both of these teams are obviously, as we mentioned, fighting for a lot. So I'm anticipating a, a shootout and wh- whoever's got it at the end. I, I really, I really think this game is going to be very close and, and high scoring. So it's going to, it's just going to come down to somebody making a play.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I feel like this is sort of the game, at least for the Chargers, too, where maybe it gets cracked open. Like We we haven't gotten the injury status yet at, at taping time of this, you know. but if Mike Williams is back, that certainly adds an element to the Chargers' offense, and then maybe these guys are just shooting it all around the field all night. But, Joy, we appreciate you coming on. We'll see you at SoFi on Sunday. Thanks so much for your insight, and again, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.